I'm creating a lot of activity online. Now, one moment, Tasha. Okay. Hello, everyone. I am Jack Bosma. I'm introducing my friend Tasha Lewis. We have Nick as our guest. We have Rafat from Bangladesh. They're now on the Skype call with us. So, Tasha, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's start focusing on some receiver message back to sender information. This is great. Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm great, Jack. How are you? Today, we're going to do something different on the Tasha and Jack show. We're going to actually have Tasha interact with you, Nick, and with you, Rafat. And that's what we're going to do because we now have guests that are on our show. Take it away, Tasha. Good afternoon, everyone. How are you all doing today? Fantastic, Tasha. Thank you for asking. Well, welcome to the Jack and Tasha podcast. Today's theme is based on a theme we've been doing all week, which is about global communication. And today we're going to talk about personal and professional communication. Um, what's your take on that before I get started? Uh, Nick? What's what's uh, Nick or Rabat? What's your take on uh, communication on a personal level or communication professional level? Well, I learned a lot from my mother. My mother is a Greek teacher. Excuse me, Nick. Nick, yes. please slow yes. down. Tasha yes. News, we broadcast to an international audience. Okay. Please slow down. Sure. Chris West is my Something. friend from Brazil. He has just joined us. When you see Chris West, he is a friend of mine from Brazil. Please speak slowly, everyone, and interact with Tasha. I am listening, but I am looking for certain things to occur here. Please continue, everyone, and welcome to our show. We love the Tasha and Jack show. Okay, before we get started, let me give some housekeeping rules since Jack brought that up. The reason it is so important to speak slowly and clearly is because this is a global audience and you have all of these different languages that open behind the scenes and for scene. And we want to make sure that everyone understands and is in the loop. Okay, my original question was, can someone give me an example of personal communication? Like when you have to communicate with one of your friends regarding your business or anything, can it be one of the examples? Um, yeah, and to you mentioned the word business. Business is more professional communication. So if you're having a conversation with your colleague at work and you're talking about your hobbies or your sports or what you had for dinner, that would be more on a personal level. Can someone give me an illustration of professional communication? I didn't say a name, but I guess I can say either Nick or the other person who joined who didn't contribute. Why don't you give me an example? Uh, Tasha, one of the things I would like to recommend to you when you ask a question of group participants, please ask the question to a specific person. Because what I've realized from 
interacting with large groups online. By designating a person to answer the question, we will be more successful. Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. That's what I would do in a classroom. But because I'm speaking to you on my phone versus on my computer, which list all of the names if it's you know the name not this time i cannot remember so what did i say go ahead and answer tasha tasha answer the question ask the question and chris from brazil go ahead and interact with tasha i want chris west to talk with tasha lewis right now okay so give me give me an example of professional communication Do I need to repeat the question? Can you give me an example of professional communication? Okay. Well, Rafat, please answer. Go ahead, Rafat. Sorry, the internet, the connection was not good. I couldn't hear the question. Could you repeat that, please? I'll be happy to. The question is, can you provide an example of professional communication uh well yes because formally when you communicate with your friends you can use the word uh get like i got you a letter last night but in professionally if you want to write an email you need to use the word receive instead of get about this yeah that's a that's a good example the reason i wanted the examples first is because that terminology those words personal and professional may not not be used a lot when people communicate but when you learn it in school or in an environment where it's going to be used on a professional level you want to be able to differentiate. That means know the difference between personal communication and professional communication. And I'm speaking about that from a human resources level. That's like like when you're being interviewed, when you get information, you go to the human resources department. And there is personal communication and professional communication. Okay, let me give you a little bit of background. When you communicate on a personal level, it's usually between your family, your friends, and your colleagues. And you talk about personal things, like you might talk about what you had for dinner, you might talk about what you're gonna do on the weekend, you might talk about what you're gonna do for Father's Day. Those are some examples. On a professional level, That's usually the way you communicate. When you come in, you say, good morning. How are you? You know, those are examples of professional communication. And then that also plays into when you do it in written form. Because when you write something to communicate, you also do it on a personal and a professional. And depending on what type of job you have, we all have to use personal and professional communication all the time. And you want to make sure that whenever you do, you do it the best of your ability. I posted already a whole list of professional communication examples, 
illustrations, activities, to take it on a whole nother different level. Because I'm also a professor and I realize that the audience is global. And many of you probably need examples, worksheets. I know this isn't a class per se, but usually professors, instructors, teachers, we think along those lines. And I know that all week long, I've been talking about all of these important concepts. And because we all have different learning styles, you know, my learning style is different from Rabat's learning style. My learning style is different from Nick's. My learning style is different from Chris. So it's important for me. I don't want you guys to hear all these wonderful concepts all this week. And then you'd be like, okay, well, I don't remember all that stuff because I haven't had a chance to work it out. So the different things I posted all week, if you all copy them, download them, you could study them, you can practice them over the weekend, go out with your dad or you do different things. You can practice because that's what I when I taught language classes, that's what I would do. I would give something. In fact, I'll give all of you an activity homework for this weekend, you know, not the class again. But when you wake up in the morning you think about what you're going to do for the day. And I used to tell people this when you're learning a new language. You know, Parker, may I interrupt for one moment? I am listening, but I've been diverted. We're coming up on approximately the 10-minute mark. Okay. Could you please, in, uh, I don't know if you can record, but we're coming up on the 10-minute mark right now, approximately. Okay. So I, I always remind for the time, because I want to go maybe about 25 minutes or 30 minutes, but 30 minutes is a long time, but this is good interaction. I am listening. Okay, well, part of the reason I was so long-winded, and I know that's an expression and I'll explain it, it's when you speak a long time without a break is because you started this conversation with saying, I'm gonna be on my own, so to speak, because you're, you're doing some other things. So I knew I wouldn't have your banter going back and forth with you talking to me. So let me wrap it up because I wanna make sure we give everybody a chance to talk. I was being long-winded because many times we make mistakes in our personal communication. And we also make mistakes in our professional communication. And this is too important because relationships can be gained and lost based on communication style. And I didn't want to rush through this. So there's a whole lot of things that I posted already that you all can pull up. But even if you don't have, all you have to do is go to your favorite search engine, pull up communication, and then you'll get all kinds of resources. You can say a checklist. You can say personal communication, and they'll give you all sorts of videos and everything, and that could be your task for the weekend. Also, when you wake up in the morning, you know, think in your thoughts. You can say, I woke up, I ate. It's like you have this conversation going in your mind, and I used to do this where I would have them think in the language, like speaking another language, I would think I woke up in that language. I ate in that language, and that's it. Okay, now I want to open it up to questions. Does anybody have questions about personal and professional communication? No one has any questions? I, I mean, I explained it well, that good. Well, suppose I entered an office and suddenly I saw my boss sitting next to my friend. Can I say hey what's up 
or how are you? What should I say? Okay, well, I'm going to give you two answers quickly. If you are on a hey, what's up with your boss level, then that's fine. But if your boss who is observing both of you is going to be the person responsible for giving you a promotion or acknowledgement or awards, et cetera, you might want to say it a little bit more professionally because one thing we all realize when we're on the clock, we're being judged at all times. So it's up to you. You can say it that way, but you have to think about that. Am I on that same level with my boss? And if I'm not, you might want to be a little bit more professional. And then when you see your friend later and he says, why, why were you talking to me like that? You'd be like, well, because you were sitting there with my boss. <laughs> Another question. Your, your, your level of communication depends on who you are around. Specifically. If you're around professionals, yes, professional communication. If you're around friends, whole different level of communication. Exactly. Exactly right. You want to give an example? Slang. That's an exa example. When I, one of them with my friends, my Greek friends, I'll use slang that people don't usually understand. Sometimes I'm around different uh, groups of nationalities and I adopt their slang language because I'm around them and understand their slang. So but if I'm doing that in a professional environment, I won't do that. I will uh, take care of the conversation to the person I'm speaking to. That's absolutely right. Another question. Okay, well, let me give you guys something else to think about. When you're trying to get a promotion or you're trying to vie for an opportunity when, you know, for example, say your office has a contest that involves communication and you're going to speak in a format for a whole large audience of individuals, which type of communication would you use? Uh, very formal. If it's a group of people, very formal. Well, let me say that depends because some mm -hmm. occasions allow you the opportunity to speak on a personal level or a less professional. Say you use humor because a lot of times in speeches, people use humor, right? Yes. Well, what you could do is if you prepare a speech and you add humor in it, but check that too, because you have to be careful. Sometimes exactly. you use humor, it could be in a bad way. So what you mm -hmm. do is in that case, you might wanna write down your jokes and make sure the vocabulary is clean to a certain extent. And then you could put that in the middle of your speech or at the beginning or the end of your speech, and it'll be acceptable, but you don't wanna, I mean, some people do this when they roast, are, is everyone familiar with the word roast? Yes, that's, yes comedy. Okay. Yeah, that's when that's when you deliberately say things that are not so nice a lot of times. Yes, and it's 
I, well, I'm not going to say it's acceptable because sometimes it's acceptable and some people go too far. People have been mm -hmm. fired over that. There's been mm -hmm. controversy, all kinds of things. So the best advice I can give you is actually based on something I said earlier this week. Preparation. I did it. I did a talk about the art of preparation. If you're prepared for the talk and the conversation, then you're fine. Um, I'll give you guys a quick example because I know our time is coming up and I want to let Jack jump back in before the end so he can speak his speak. I had an I had a French class years ago in undergrad, and my problem was <clears throat> I also speak Spanish and my French sounded a lot like Spanish. So when I had my oral test, I didn't know what to do, you know, to, to sound more French. So I rehearsed specific verbs. Like there's a verb that I would like in English and it's me voudrais um, or me gustaría in, in Spanish. So I, every, every, all of my sentences was me, uh, je voudrais. Like I Yes. And at the end, my professor said, wow, you like you sound like you're like so educated and all this. I wanted to tell her I just rehearsed. I picked the phrases that I knew would make me sound extremely educated, but I didn't have to worry about sounding like I was speaking Spanish. I know that's mm -hmm. kind of different, but that's the way that I teach my students when they have specific situations. If they go to a party and they have to sound really educated, I, I tell them use a script. Just like I was saying for the speech, it's called preparation. So you sound, your boss says, wow, that's one of the most, that's the smartest employee I've ever seen there. You know, you, you sound really smart, but then what you're doing is you're guiding the conversation. And sometimes you have to do that if your vocabulary is not where you need it to be. But let me leave it off at that. Jack, are you there? Okay, he's still unavailable. Any questions before he comes back on? Who, who do you recommend we listen to for speeches? Okay, well, what profession are you talking about? Um, for example, network marketing. Okay, network marketing. Well, I would suggest are you from Greece? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm not from Greece. I'm a first generation. My parents were, my late parents were from Greece. Okay, so is your audience going to be English speaking? Oh, yes. I live in Canada. Oh, no. Well, I, that's what I have to ask. Well, then yes. you have to think of French too, because, you know, Canada yes, yeah. is French. What yeah. I would recommend is get search engines that are for those particular areas that you are and then search the topic network marketing and then you'll have the resources and the language and the vocabulary that goes along because you mentioned slang earlier sometimes yeah. slang is important because it it lightens the, especially in network marketing because i i've done that myself and sometimes you have to use certain ways so what you could do is get some videos uh get the vocabulary some books that are specific to that and then just make sure you're prepared and if you're using scripts you know just run it by people in the industry to make sure you're on point how does that sound sounds great okay jack are you there okay he's still unavailable 
let's go back to um, other questions because he's probably going to come in soon and say we only have a few minutes left. Go ahead. Okay, I have a question, and that is, how would you prepare yourself if you don't know your audience before you give a speech? There's no way for you to do research. Well, the reason, let me tell you why I'm, I'm saying that, and I'll try to give you a quick example, is I did a panel years back at the convention center in Washington, D.C., and I did my research on the audience but another panel member did not. And sometimes you can wing it depending on what talk it is. But I say this, if you don't know the audience, be prepared for whatever. And I know that's very, very broad, but what happened to this person who wasn't prepared is the audience started walking out. And I thought I wouldn't have an audience left for me to give a talk. So by the time, I, and I had two things I was dealing with. I was dealing with the fact that the audience may have disappeared. And I also was dealing with the fact that I had a cold, but I knew how to contain the symptoms with a cough drop every 15 minutes. Okay, so I had two things going against me. So I actually saved the day because whoever was left, I made my whole talk based on humor. I mean, it was all relevant humor. It was a travel company. And in fact, they were so impressed, they offered me to be on their board later because I saved the day. So that's what I'm saying. Just be prepared. If you're not sure of the audience and you can't do research, most times you can because they'll give you the subject matter or you know the organization. If you don't know what the audience is going to be like, do your research on the organization because they usually try to either invite everybody or... They invite certain, they target certain groups. Like in my case, this organization, I'm going to remain nameless with them because I don't want to put anybody out, but they were a travel organization that catered to people all around the world. So just try to do research. What I mean, even if it's just having a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that kind of like in a melting pot. Does that answer the question? Okay, Jack, are you there? Because I think we're probably getting down to the last few minutes. So uh, let me just give you some closing thoughts until he comes back on. Communication is so important that yes. it can... It can sorry. Uh, sorry, because I was muted. That's why it is... Oh, oh okay, no problem. Uh, what I was going <laughs> to say is communication is so important that you want to get it right as many times as possible on a professional level. On a personal level, it's hard because things happen, emotions get in the way. So what you have to, so what you have, to do is you have to make sure that when you're going to communicate with someone, if you're unsure, you can always pause the conversation and say, let me get back to you, or I need to do a little research, or I need to do a little homework on that. You always have the opportunity to pause. See, many times relationships and jobs are lost. Things happen because your emotions, you know, just like you tell a kid count to 10, sometimes adults need to count to 10. Or what they could do if they can't count to 10, say, excuse me one second. You see how Jack said, he, he told me at the onset, he wasn't going to be available for a lot of this 
doing some other thing, but he was listening and he chimes in when he do. That's what you can do with a conversation when you're communicating with somebody. If you if you feel uncomfortable or you and feel I'm that you don't answer, you can get I'm back. Still listening. Oh no, that's why I said no. He's listening. And Tasha, and Tasha, please, we use the word we and our. You is very directive, and many people are offended when we use the word you. Okay. Let's use the word we or our. The same discussion, let's just change the word. Well, our conversations are being... Yeah, we've got about six minutes left on the conversation, about six minutes and 30 seconds. Thank you for Great. attending, everyone. Great, that's what I know. I would recommend that we... When we find ourselves in a situation where we feel slightly uncomfortable, you can pause, you can count it, or you can say, I'll get back to you on that. How does that sound? Any other questions? Okay, well, Jack, why don't you chime in and give your take on the conversation and your input? First of all, I'm completely amazed, Tasha, as always, with your abilities to create a conversation and maintain interaction with the audience. Each and every time I leave a conversation, although I'm listening, if I leave and go do something and come back, the conversation is still occurring. And many times with presenters, if the key person in the equation leaves, that presenter is unable or unwilling to continue the conversation. Yet each and every time I give you a scenario where I leave, the conversation occurs. And this is also something that will happen with our guests. If Tasha or I leave, we would like to listen to the conversation and ensure that it's still occurring. Because what we're actually doing is we're learning things, but we're also becoming more accomplished with our presentation skills. So this is great. I'm very happy that Rafat from Bangladesh is here, and I'm very happy that Nick from Ontario is here. Tasha is from the United States, and I'm from the United States. But we are building an eclectic audience now as a result of our interactions, which is exactly what we encourage. And more importantly, I would like Nick to invite his friends to our show. I would like Rafat to invite his friends to our show, because this is how we grow communities. We become more adept with our communication skills and we are able to discuss topics and practice. This is what we do. Nick, please turn off your video. One of the reasons why I am asking Nick to turn off his video is because when we are streaming, the video feed takes away bandwidth. And if we have limited bandwidth, it makes it more difficult to understand the conversation. So please turn off your video. Thank you, Nick. We want to maximize our bandwidth when we interact because that way it's easier to understand each other. 
We've got about two minutes left on this. Tasha, do you have any closing remarks that you would like to make on the Tasha and Jack show number six? I'll be I happy. I, I, I would be happy and honored to. All of us have learned how critical global communication is. Every day we engage in personal and professional communication. And we recognize critical it can be in every aspect. So my task for all of you this weekend, communicate with family, your, at your fathers, they're still available or substitute for the value that they have in life and use every opportunity as a chance to practice being better communicators. As I've always said repeatedly, Tasha, we have the sender message and receiver. My focus is on the receiver message back to the sender. That's how we will become successful. Stressing the receiver message back to the sender. Then we've got less than a minute left. Nick, I would like to thank you for being a loyal supporter of our show and our efforts. Tasha and I appreciate this. Rafat, thank you for joining us the first time. Welcome from Bangladesh. I'm very glad that you're here listening to us and learning with us. And this podcast can continue. I will just be stopping the recording at the 30-minute mark. And we have about 25 seconds to go. But we can continue this exchange of information. This is important. And we do encourage everyone to invite others. As I've said repeatedly, it's very easy to do. Nick has also created his own podcasting channel as well. Congratulations. Share your link, Nick. Congrats. Thank you. Look so Thank sad today.